aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Jacob Malko, he's a lot of different things. He's a retired Navy chaplain. He's an author. He's a screenwriter. He was a Roman Catholic priest. His books include The Survival Guide for Married Military Couples and Core Values of Honor, Courage, Commitment. Those were adapted by the Marine Corps and later the Navy. St. John Paul II named him Monsignor with Prelate of Honor. He suffered reprisals in 2004 for exposing clerical abuse in the Roman Catholic Church seminaries. Gene has since married, and he's been a great friend. He's got a wonderful family and a terrific cat. So we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, GoFundMe and all that is up on uh, truthexpressradio.com. Gene, I want to talk about a couple of issues. The big one is Nancy Pelosi. She's denied communion uh, by the Archbishop of San Francisco, Salvador Corleones. Good for Salvador Corleones. Not only did he deny her taking communion, but she's restrained from referring to her Catholic faith in public. And that's according to Code of Canon Law 383.1. He's got canon law backing him. I think he's doing the right thing, don't you? Well, I I believe uh, he's doing the absolutely the right thing. And it's it's sad that uh, other uh, bishops throughout the United States don't have the same moral courage as he has. Well, there are a lot of bishops in the United States who are backing him. A lot of them go right along with what he's saying, as opposed to what Pope Francis is saying. Either the Catholic Church used to be a rock. Uh, what they said, if you don't want to follow their orders, then don't be a part of it. If you don't want to follow what uh, they say should be done, don't be a part of it. Uh, but it has not stood strong. It has uh, waved with the wind. And that's not, not the Catholic Church that you and I believed in. Unfortunately, uh, things have changed, and that, that's why, uh, again, you, you have uh, you have those bishops who uh, uh, support Catholic Church teachings with regard to uh, you know respect for life from conception to natural death, and right. then you have others uh, who, uh, <clears throat> for various reasons, perhaps because of their own uh, uh, immoral you know uh, lives, uh, uh, will not you know uh, endorse those same teachings. Well, one of the things that I remember reading in the Bible, there are five or six places where the Lord tells, and it's in Isaiah, it's in a number of places, where I knew you before you were born. In other words, you are life, and God knew you before you were even born. When you were in the womb, he knew us then. That's even before then, but especially then. That's amazing. And when, if you if you are, Go against that, you're going against God, in my opinion. How do you you feel the same way? I know that. Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the scriptures also said, uh, I set before you life and death. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. And this, uh, this teaching is really has always been summarized uh, uh, by uh, the Catholic Church, which would uh, basically say every human life needs love, and deserves respect. The unborn, the elderly, the mentally and physically handicapped, the sick and the dying. 
so that the, 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 the church uh, is not just concerned about you know uh, preborn life. They they see a relationship. In other words, the way that we treat uh, infants in the womb, we believe in, in at the same time can affect the way that we treat our our parents. In other words, if if a person is going to be selfish and say, well, look, this unborn child you know can threaten my economic future and my career. Well, what happens that if you have elderly parents and and they're in a nursing home? Well, hold it. You could use that money to go on vacations. So why not just put them to sleep? So the Catholic Church's teaching, you know, is, is not just about abortion. It's about respect right. for life from conception to natural death. It's, it's all throughout society now. This is what's so bad. And the Catholic Church should be taking a stand, a moral stand, a right stand, a stand that Jesus would take, a stand with God, because we need life-affirming TV, and we need life-affirming movies. We don't need violent, anti-human, anti-life things being shown. This is one of the problems with the shooting in Texas. The guy stood there all the time at home watching the video games of violence. It desensitizes people. We have desensitized our society, and this is wrong on every level. We are not a society condoning life. We're a society condoning death at this point. Well, and that's that's why it's sad that uh, that the Catholic Church, that at one time was uh, was very outspoken and, and very uh, adamant in, in in these positions under right. uh, the, the current church leadership. On you know what uh, we don't see, you know, religious leaders, even the Pope himself, being you know so concerned about this. In other words, it seems that people like uh, Pope Francis and Recently appointed uh, Bishop McElroy here in Cal- in San Diego, where I live, having been named the cardinal, they seem to be more concerned about you know protecting the environment than they do you know promoting respect for life from conception to natural death. Well, not only promoting the environment, but pro LGBTQ. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, only because right. well, that's you have to understand, Erskine. That's where they are. They're coming from. I mean, if if you yourself you know are a gay bishop or pope. You know, right. And, and 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 at the same time too, if your fellow bishops know <laughs> this, you know, because of their association with you, and some perhaps having even witnessed you're engaging in this behavior, you know, how can you, you know, you you can't, you're not going to condemn this because they they would know you would be totally totally hypocritical. So so that that's why you know people like Francis and McElroy you know, don't even have the psychological ability to be sensitive to the, to the needs of children because they, in their lives, never really had a desire to have a wife or children of their own. Right. Now, he's the seventh cardinal under 80 years old. They're all over 80. He's the fifth of uh, seventh U.S. cardinal, fifth U.S. cardinal uh, named by Francis. Now, what the the cardinal in Los Angeles he, you said he's a very good person. He is. But he's not a cardinal. Man. He's an archbishop. See, that's the point. Both Cordelione in San Francisco and Gomez uh, in, right. uh, in in Los Angeles, uh, they were archbishops, and they were actually in, in places where it would have been very easy for them to be named cardinals. But 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 both of them are heterosexually oriented. Oh. But they, they so, both so you cardinals. have to understand. I mean, this is you know this is how the church works. In other words, 
Uh, it, re- remember, uh, uh, Father Darius Oko, who was a, a very noted uh, uh, researcher, uh, actually based in, in Krakow, Poland, who who, who, was ex- uh, who has the, the most thorough research with regard to the lives of uh, you know these bishops and, and people. So he knows basically who the straight bishops are and who the gay bishops are. Wow. And, and so, so that, I mean, in other words, he, he also reported too that, that it, it's, it's very, very common, you know, for a gay bishop to promote other gay priests because he, he wants them to keep, you know, his identity living in the closet, you know, secret. So he's not well, going you, you, to promote other straight that. people. You talk about Gregory covering up for Whirl. You talk about well, exactly the same thing. Whirl covering up for for McCarrick. Right. They're all part right. of the lavender mafia of the Catholic Church. You call it the lavender mafia, and uh, covered up. Uh, Francis covered up uh, Samarians, uh, not Samarians, seminarians, and uh, for sexual abuses. Francis was uh, grooming and abusing. Jesuit uh, people himself he uh, when he was in Cordoba. So, I mean, Francis uh, certainly, as Pope, isn't clean himself, is he? Well, of course not. You see, it, the problem is this, too. Remember, Erskine, you know, when I was in the seminary in Rome, uh, you would hear people say, look, whatever you do, do not get in the elevator with that guy. And that guy happened <laughs> to be right. McCarrick. You know, right. so in other words, everyone knew that McCarrick, who was known as Uncle Ted, you know, was 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 grooming and hitting on and sleeping with these uh, seminarians and young priests. And and and, you know, and no one people knew it, but no one had the courage to do anything about it. because A lot of us were impotent. You know, I mean, when you're so low in, in, in rank, what, what could you do? It's sort of like if you're in the army and you're a private first class. And you know the general's doing something. Well, your chances of influencing that change is pretty low. So that basically w- w- was is what happened. And today, th- the same thing is happening. Just as everyone knew that McCarrick you know, was hitting on uh, on these seminarians and young priests and forcing them to sleep with him, you know, everyone today, at least the clerics, uh, although it won't be reported to the media, knows. That, that, that Francis uh, and, and these others, you know, are, have either engaged in or at least uh, have covered up, you know, countless cases of abuse. And the problem is it went all the way to the top to Francis. Now, I, I've kind of encountered that myself, and a lot of people have. When I was in the Boy Scouts, there was a leader who everyone knew was gay, and we were just told, stay away from him. We, you know, we were we were really keyed off onto what to do. But if you are in the seminary, you can't stay away from it because it is uh, too pervasive. Uh, Cardinal Dolan, the North American College, 30-plus bishops are implicated. 30 bishops. That's a lot, isn't it? Well, that's the problem because, you see, they're all part of the cover-up. In other words, they have to cover for one another because, you know, for example, Dolan knows that in, in, in the case of the North American College lawsuit, you know, that uh, one of the the priests who's implicated in that, who for uh, reprising against the seminarian, getting rid of him after having reported the abuse, you know, that the uh, the, the priest who was implicated was the same priest uh, or this uh, that was also accused of engaging in anal sex 
with uh, 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 the, uh, his former bishop, who was Dolan's classmate, you know, and, and, and who was in the seminary with him in, high, in the high school seminary and the college seminary. They were together for seven years in St. Louis. So you have to understand all these people are connected with one another, and they all are trying to cover for one another because their their predation and their behavior is not just you know today. I mean, this has gone back, like I say, to even you know, when they were in the high school seminaries together. Now, this is not just in the Roman Catholic Church. You've also got problems in a lot of the other churches. The uh, United Church of Christ, of course, they're very affirming to LGBTQ, which is fine, but uh, they're going way overboard. Uh, the Episcopal Church, uh, they are pro-abortion, at least some of the bishops. Bishop John Stowe in Lexington, Kentucky, you mentioned pro-LGBTQ, pro-abortion. And a lot of the other churches are going the same way. So uh, the churches have been co-opted. And this is what's really surprising to me. There are very few churches you can go to where they haven't been co-opted. The Catholic Church used to be a rock. I know that's I've said that before, but that's a term that I use because they had very strict rules. They didn't waver. No, and, and, but again, you can we'll see be, the effect we'll be right of back. because even on, on attendance, the numbers we'll, Catholic we'll right has gone back. down. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We're talking with Gene Gamalka, and Gene, there's a problem with that's going on. It's deeper than most people realize. It's the ongoing church closures. It's ongoing church they're closing. And is this due to uh, money or lack of uh, pre or, or lack of priests would be one of the problems? But uh, the church closures there. In 1975, there were 59,000 priests. Today, there are 35,000. The average age is 70 years old. 40% are over uh, 65. Uh, 50 year, uh, 50 years, uh, ordinations are off by 50%. Uh, back in 1970, 805 uh, ordinations. 2020, 495. That's a dying institution, Gene. Well, you know, if, if that happened uh, in uh, uh, with McDonald's, in other words, if, if if half of the uh, McDonald's franchises, you know, in in a country, you know, all of a sudden were were uh, closing, uh, right. I, I think they would be be concerned about that. But if you, unfortunately, you know, when you look at the agenda for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, what you find interesting is that they don't seem to uh, be concerned because 
they're talking about well the in, environment or canonizing this this person for, for uh, and so forth but there's nothing really uh there doesn't seem to be any real concern about the the de- decline in the number of seminarians and priests and the church closure so uh they know the problem and they know they are the problem because you cannot you're, you're not going to attract you know good healthy young heterosexually oriented young men to become priests if they're going to be worried about going to the seminary and being hit on and then being thrown out if they report it. And the worst part is the Vatican ignores these unjustly treated priests and seminarians. They ignore it. Not only do they ignore it, but they kick them to the side, they chastise them, and they know there's nowhere to go for them. 135 parishes closed just in Milwaukee, 116 in St. Louis, hundred over 100 are closing annually. Gene, that's two a week, two parishes a week. That is a oh, lot. Ab- absolutely. And this has been going on, and it will continue. It will actually, Erskine, only get worse. You know, it will only get worse because, as I say, you know, there, there is no way that any intelligent, healthy, you know, uh, heterosexual. Plus, the other problem that I'm noticing now, too, is that even they're, they're also, they're losing those homosexuals who they recruited because some of these young homosexual men are refusing, you know, the advances of the, the gay, you know, faculty members, the bishops, and, right. and, and, and consequently they're leaving too. So, so the, the church is not only, not only has it lost most of its heterosexuals, but the, the, the ones, the homosexuals they try to replace them with are leaving too because they're refusing to give in to the sexual advances of these older bishops and priests. The advances are basically rape. That's basically what it is. And you've also got the priest shortage, sexual abuse. But there's a big thing sitting there that nobody's talking about. $4 billion in legal bills and settlements. $4 billion. That's a lot of money, Gene. Well, it, 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 it is. I, I just received uh, the other day, Erskine, a, uh, an email from a friend of mine, Father Tom Doyle, uh, who uh, was also uh, 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 had his uh, ecclesiastical endorsement removed the same time I had mine from Archbishop O'Brien. And he's involved right now in, in court cases in New York and New Jersey. And he right. reported, again, that uh, you know, the number of uh, court cases uh, in, uh, that he's dealing with now uh, just in, in, in New York alone is, uh, is, is really, really staggering. I mean, we're, we're talking about, uh, a 10,000, uh, I have to, I'm just looking to see the exact number, but the number that he, uh, identified, uh, the other day in, uh, that he's working with right now in, in New York, uh, alone is, uh, is just phenomenal. Uh, wow. Now to show you how, Disparity. We'll talk about that when we return. Lots to talk about. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal 
fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. There's currently a failure to investigate or discipline corrupt relics. Uh, this is a terrible situation. They discriminate against a heterosexual, or a heterosexual priest, and uh, they will not promote them. McCarrick, Ryan, Lucas, Banfield, all prelates reported to have sex with priests and uh, priests who have had sex with their uh, seminarians. That's why you're not getting new seminarians. Of course not. The Lavender Mafia. 40 to 50% of the priests are celibate. 30, uh, 35 to 39 are straight. And uh, they have sex generally with about 10 partners uh, between the age of 30 and 39. And the gay priests, on the other hand, have sex with 67 partners. That's really bad. Uh, you wrote an article that I found to be amazing because what you're looking at, you're getting involved in more things than just the church issues. And I believe that you have responsibility. If we are people of faith, if we're people who believe in God, we're those who believe in Jesus, we have responsibility to look at what's happening, not only in the church, but in society in general. And in that, you wrote about the free baby formula, phones, you're having free housing, health care, no masks, no quarantines, and free flights. Who's that for? That's for those who are coming over illegally. Drug trafficking, human smuggling, slavery, um, child molestation. All of that's going on. Gene, when you saw that and you're reading about that, this is where the church needs to speak up. I know the Catholic services actually are making a lot of money off of it and helping. And I feel sorry for the people. If I was living there, I would want to get out. But you can't have a country with open borders. This is totally wrong. And you're not doing the children a a great deal. And then you've got the fentanyl coming over. 100,000 lives last year. More people died, 18 to 49, from fentanyl than died from COVID or anything else. That was the leading cause of death among Americans, 18 to 49. We've got to do something about that. It's reached an epidemic, hasn't it? Well, it, it has. And, uh, you know, I... I, now, you, I, don't, I, I you, you don't live in Arizona like I do, but you live in... Well, I live in California. Close. I Remember, I, I live 15 miles from the Mexican border. Right, right. And even if you're anywhere near the border there, 
the garbage that has been brought across and everything else. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible, isn't it? Jim? Well, it was, it, it was like I, I, I talked to my family recently and I said, you know, I remember you know, before Biden was elected, I could take the kids down to Ensenada, cross the border, stay overnight in Ensenada for a night or two. The kids right. could go horseback riding on the beach and enjoy themselves, use practice their Spanish and so forth. Well, today we don't dare go anywhere near the border. My cleaning lady who was born in Mexico, who lives right. here now, and she's still, her mom is still back in, in, in uh, Tijuana. You know, right. said it's 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 it, it, it's a war zone. It, it's 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 so 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 dangerous. Well, that, that's why the that's, border. that's why Gene, that most of the Hispanics in this country are not voting Democrat because they don't like it either. Because they're bringing in a lot of the gangs who are controlling the. Of Spanish course, and they're settling in their neighborhoods. Right. Those those gangs are more dangerous to the Hispanics than they are to the non-Hispanics. I talked with a person who was talking about the gangs, and one of them went into one of the towns in Mexico, killed 40 people, cut their hands off and their heads off in town just to show people how tough they were. They did nothing, the people they killed. These gangs are totally, totally ruthless. And not only are they coming in, but we've got others coming in who are setting up sleeper cells uh, from 180 different countries. They're not all coming in here to be sweet and light and embrace uh, our our way of life. A lot of them are coming in here to do us danger. Well, this is why I really have no respect, not only for, for Biden, Pelosi, but uh, even even more so for those American voters who put them in office. They they are the ones who are responsible for the the, uh, the, the, the drug deaths. And I mean, how would you feel if you had a son or daughter who died of a fentanyl overdose, and then you realize that, look, you know, you voted for Biden. You voted for Pelosi. Well, hold it. You were the one then who helped to open those borders, who allowed those drugs to come in, which in, in the end killed your son or your daughter. Yeah, there's not a good answer to that, except that you need to reappraise your thinking, because when they're coming in with things that are going to murder Americans, then that you have to draw the line there. But giving all of the, the uh, things to them, all the baby formula, we can't get it because we've given so much of it to the illegal. Well, exactly. Look across. here in California. There are 11,000 homeless veterans. And I, as a yes. veteran, you know, really am very, very upset by the fact that, that, that also too in California, you know, unlike Pennsylvania where I grew up, you know, if I returned to Pennsylvania after my service, I could retire there in, in, in the state of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania would not tax my retirement pay. They say, right. well, look, you worked hard, you dedicated your life to the military, we don't need to tax. But here in California, they tax 100% of my retirement pay. And that's wow. why, you know, the, California is basically almost has a, a, a $100 billion surplus this year. You know, it, why do they have such a huge surplus? Because they have overtaxed us so much, you know, and, and so so you wonder why so many people are leaving California. Oh, I don't wonder. If, no, you know, no, if my children weren't in high school, I would have left here a long time ago. I, I I didn't think it was good to take kids out of high school and then move to another state. Well, uh, I'll say it also is in Arizona 
where I've been helping some people at a homeless shelter and was set up strictly for those who served, those who were veterans. There are people there. I've seen homeless Navy SEALs. I've seen Hispanic. I've seen white. I've seen black. I've seen men. I've seen women. Uh, one guy had his pet wolf. Another has pet dog. Now, this shelter was set up by the son of Gregory Peck, and they're doing a wonderful job, a lot of good. But the fact of the matter is, when we went there, one guy, he said, we're so glad when you come. I said, why? Because you you have different salad dressings. That little thing made that much of a difference. But they teach them about Jesus. They teach them uh, about how to survive, and they get them a job and a place to live. It doesn't take much for a veteran to become useful and back into society. It does not take a lot, but they need to know that people care, especially with Memorial Day happening. We need to be responsible for those who did fight, who were willing to serve and willing to help our country. And we've got to take better care of our own first. I think there's a story in the Bible about if you get a sty in your eye, you have to take it out before you can help someone else. We've got a big sty in our eye in America. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear, too, that that organization, you know, because, uh, you know, Gregory Peck's son, uh, right. who was a Marine, you know, he lives in, in Malibu. So I, I knew he was he's California-based. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that his operation is also extending out to places like in Arizona. Oh, he's, he's doing a wonderful job, and that organization does terrific work. And when you walk in there and you see the people and they talk with each other, they're able to laugh. They are given a new lease, lease on life. A new lease on life it is just like having them a new lifetime, and they know it. And they know that they're appreciated by people, and they've got people who care. Our government should care that much about our people. Yeah. Well, if for them to do it, though, they have to actually come. I mean, how? When did uh, when did Biden or Pelosi ever come to the border? <laughs> when, well, when, when did they come when, to the? I mean, come on. How long have they been in office? And we have when, a humanitarian disaster happening here every day, every day. You know, uh, you know, it, it, it's becoming more and more and more dangerous. On one hand, they're they're lamenting, as we all do, you know, the shootings in places like Texas. But at right. the same time, because of the dangers that we're living with now, with with, with these hoodlums and, and, and bandits coming across the border, you know, we have to arm ourselves like we never had to before. The shooting in Texas. Who came to the aid and who stopped and who took the shooter down? It was a border guard, a border officer who took it down. The border officers have the toughest job, and yet they are the most maligned of anybody. This is uh, certainly not right. They were whipping their horses. They said, no, they were whipping the people. They were not. You have to whip the horses. I mean, it has been terrible the way that they have been treated, and we, we owe them more than that. We owe them more than that. Uh, we want to secure the border in the Ukraine. Okay, fine. But let's secure our own first. Amen. Now, what you're looking at and what's happening, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Number one, how can we help these seminarians in the uh, Catholic Church? The, there are a lot of seminarians who would like to go, but uh, I, I think the number is certainly reduced to we're there. And those who, a lot of them who go and start seminary are dropping out. 
is there anything we can do or it's I don't know what we can do at this point. Well, it, it, it's difficult. I attended a lecture given uh, recently by Father uh, James Altman from the Cross, Wisconsin, who was here in San Diego. And, and a, a woman raised her hand and asked the very question that you did. He, she asked, well, Father Altman, what diocese or bishop, which if I had a son who wanted to be a priest, diocese right. or bishop could you recommend? And Father Altman said, well, to be honest with you, because, you know, he travels all over the country. Right. He says, to be honest with you, uh, I really can't recommend at this point one bishop or diocese, because the problem is, even if you have a good bishop, like you do in in Tyler, Texas, Bishop uh, Strickland, he says right. the problem is, if, you're stu- if your son were to study for him uh, and to be a priest in Tyler, what happens when Bishop Strickland is either retired or, you know, uh, gotten rid of because he speaks out, you know, against you know, uh, these perversions. Uh, what happens to your son then? Because he may, uh, Strickland may be replaced by uh, a, a, another bishop who is, uh, uh, is worse than, than, than some of the other people like Gregory and, and, and others today. Now, the largest uh, Christian denomination is the Roman Catholic Church. The second largest is those who used to be Catholic. And third is Southern Baptist. Where are those who used to be Catholic going? Uh, but they're not. They believe, See, that's they the believe thing. in they, the rights and the services, and they really believe in that. And I can appreciate that, that this is what they were brought up in. And uh, they believe in Holy Communion, and they especially believe there are two days, Easter and Christmas. You've got to go and be blessed, and you have to uh, declare your allegiance to Jesus Christ on those days. So where are they going? What's happening to them? Well, that second largest denomination, uh, is, uh, uh, they're not going anywhere. You see, they're not becoming like, uh, Baptists or Presbyterians or Anglicans because. No, no. Because they see that those churches have already compromised too. You know, right. in other words, that they, they, they are, you know, are, are, are accepting abortion and, uh, the whole pro LGBTQ, you know, agenda. And, right. uh, and consequently, they they don't want to convert to those religions. At the same time, they lament the fact that uh, a lot of religious leaders like McElroy, you know, and and Gregory, you know, and Dolan and Supich and others, in, in, in the Pope included, you know, are 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 compromising, you know, the teachings of the Church. So but, they, but uh, these, they just basically say people, the prayers on their own. But Gene, these people want to go to a liturgical church, not one that they is do, a, they do, and they believe in the right. Eucharist, but you see the problem is too that the Eucharist, you know, did you know that the American bishops uh, have allocated twenty eight million dollars to promote respect for the Eucharist? Well, why do you have to promote why do you have to put money for respect well, for the see, Eucharist. Well, they're, see, they're saying that they're saying that the, the Catholics have lost respect for the Eucharist, but... but no, it. it's not here's, the Eucharist they've lost respect for. It's the Church. It's right, right. But you see, here's the problem, Erskine. Oh. You know, how can Catholics believe that the Eucharist is so sacred and important when people like Gregory and, and McElroy want to give it to people like Biden and Pelosi who right. promote abortion? You know, right. how, the, the, how can they believe that the Eucharist is important when there are bishops who are covering up for priests, like we have today in the mid, mid Midwest, a priest who uh, uh, was abusing children 
and, and, and inserting consecrated hosts into the vaginas of little girls, 9, 10, and 11 years old, and they wow. refused to investigate you know, these pervert priests who are still in ministry. How can you believe that the Eucharist is important you know, when they allow these perversions, demonic practices, to go on? Some some have gone to uh, churches like the Greek Orthodox and some to like the Russian Orthodox, which is more American and it's not really Russian. And uh, they have enjoyed that because they still are a liturgical church. So there are places that they can still go and still feel comfortable. And that's one of the keys. You want to feel comfortable. You want to be with people who are following the biblical translations properly. And a lot of it depends on if you've got a good bishop, you stay with him. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. We're seeing a lack of morality. We're seeing the country falling apart. We're seeing all of this happening. We're seeing the churches falling apart. Even the uh, the stalwart uh, Roman Catholic Church falling apart. When I'm looking at all of this and everything that's going on, Gene, are these the final days? A lot of people are wondering about that. And as a, not only priest, but also as a Navy person, uh, are you seeing this as the final days? Because a lot of people are saying, time for Jesus to come back. I know nobody knows the time or date, but uh, how do you feel? Well, to, again, uh, I think there are different times in the history of uh, of the church where this this has happened, okay? Right. Uh, and at, one second, I'm, this, uh, this phone keeps ringing here. Let me get. I'm sorry about that. That's uh, okay. I, I keep getting calls from, from abuse victims all over the country. So it's, uh, but no, I, I actually believe that, you know, there have been a number of times in, in the history of the church in the world where things have been bad, but, uh, I'm not willing to, uh, to, uh, you know, ex- believe that, uh, at this point, uh, it's, 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 it's all over. I think we have to keep fighting. We have to keep, you know, uh, oh, I, I definitely feel we can't sit back and wait for Jesus. We've got to fight. Jesus wouldn't want us to sit back. 
but uh, I also, I think a lot of people are in fear right now that this could be the final days. Uh, I'm not fearful of that either. I know Jesus ain't going to come happy. He's going to come back as a warrior when he returns. And angels, uh, people think the angels are sweetness and light. The angels were warriors. They were, they were battlers. I mean, it wasn't, I learned something from uh, Doug Giles who taught me that Jesus fought the devil 40 days and 40 nights, came back, said, boys, let's go for a hike up in the, up in the mountains. That's a man's man. He was tough. He was toughest, especially on his own apostles. He was a tougher person than we're seeing in most churches. Well, it is, and, and this is where uh, I, I too when I when I speak with uh, people like that who are, are not giving up, who are really trying to uh, you know to witness to Christ and to uh, to demonstrate that same kind of moral courage in uh, in taking on these issues. He was, he was a tough guy. One of the things he did, he was a carpenter before Home Depot. I mean, they had to make all right. their own everything. You know, this this was tough work. He preached to the people in the streets, and he was a rebel. He was an absolute rebel. He didn't care. He told the truth, and that's one of the things that they they killed him for. But by the same token, he won eventually. I think it's a very important story for us to get out to people today. That no matter how it looks, uh, he has forgiven us. So we have to. We always have hope with laws we believe. Amen. I, uh, I I couldn't, you couldn't have said it better. So keep up the best. We have to uh, hope for the best, pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. So we always have to be preparing because eventually we all want to have a place in heaven. And I think we're going to have it if, uh, if people will repent of their sins and we all have sins. You have to do that. Well, again, I can't thank you enough, you know, for all your supporters. Can you know, uh, especially on behalf of the uh, uh, the uh, canceled priest and the uh, the seminarians who uh, have suffered reprisals for uh, you know reporting this abuse, and, and again, any of your listeners out there who can support them through the Save Our Seminarians Fund, which they can just Google online, uh, that would be mean a lot, a lot to them because they're. Uh, a lot of these uh, poor kids are out there now working in, uh, you know, uh, grocery stores and selling uh, things door to store, uh, door to door, and uh, they they need you know the financial support for them to start new lives after having got, uh, suffered as they did. I've got that listed on uh, uh, GoFundMe.com. It's listed at TruthExpressRadio.com, where you oh, can listen great. to any of our interviews. 24 seven. So if you want to go back and listen to a previous interview that Gene and I did, go back to listen to any of them. And also Gene Gamelka, uh, has his own genegamelka.net, G-O-M-U-L-K-A.net. Uh, just gamelka.net is all you have to go to. Uh, Gene, thank you for all you've done. And I know that you have been a ray of hope to a lot of people. I know that I hate to always be talking about the negative. But the negative, it means we have to get it out of the way and we have to replace it with positive. Are you going to do any more screenwriting, Gene? Well, you know, actually, uh, someone asked me to, because uh, I'm, I'm still waiting to hear back from uh, a producer-director about uh, my last one. So we'll, let's see what happens. You should. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. 
Patriot Gold Group. Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Mark Tapson, he's one of the people who I'm really happy to have met, one of the people I'm happy to have on because he has so much to say. He's a Shillman Fellow of on popular culture for the David Horowitz Freedom Center. David Horowitz, uh, one of the great people in uh, in the business. He is absolutely wonderful. He knows where he's coming from. He was a red diaper baby, and he uh, certainly has uh, become a very strong person, pro-America and for freedom. Now, Mark Tapson is a screenwriter and writes about the intersection of Hollywood and terrorism. Yeah, there's combinations there. Known for Grand Deception 2012, The Path to 9-11, 2006, The fi- uh, Fight of Our Lives, Defending the Ideological War Against the West, 2018. And now, The 20 Dumbest Hollywood Hate Mongers. Well, this is a four-part, I think it's supposed to be a five-part, maybe one more part coming. Fourth part just came out uh, today uh, in Front Page Mag, frontpagemag.com and marktapson.com. Uh, now, Mark, um, March 22nd, the Academy Awards, you start talking about that, how Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Uh, received, also received the Best Actor Award at the same time. You've got Johnny Depp and Am- uh, Amber Heard. You've got drugs, thousands of people on drugs and one thing or another. Damaged children, spoiled brats, uh, people like Johnny Depp and people like Will Smith. These people are just absolutely really weird. They're people who they like to idolize on a lot of these shows. Well, they're an actor and they're this, that, or the other. They read what other people write and they're good at. De Niro is one of the best actors going, but as a person, you don't want to have dinner with him. You know, I've, I learned it a long time ago. I met, uh, I had one person I wanted to meet in my life when I was a kid because I admired him so much. And that was Orson Welles. And I ended up having uh, lunch with Orson Welles. He invited me to have lunch. I got up and left midway through. Why? He started on anti-Semitic rant halfway through. I'm not Jewish, but I don't care. You don't do that type of thing. I don't want to be around people who are ranting on that type of thing. But in Hollywood, boy, I'll tell you, these people have, mental problems i think hollywood's i think is owned by the chinese they sold out to the woke ideology and the 2020 golden uh, globes ricky gervasis he told called it the way it was that was the best thing i ever watched with gervasis's rant and you could watch them squirming i mean they looked showed them around to the different people spielberg and others and they showed them, and they were squirming in their seats as uh, Gervasis was telling exactly what it was like. That was fabulous, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. Uh, that was uh, quite a moment. Um, it, you know, in a Hollywood awards show, you don't usually see someone literally there on stage at a, at a Hollywood awards show uh, taking them to task for their hypocrisy <laughs> and, and their shallowness. That that was a real um, 
you know, historic moment. Uh, and, you know, Gervais told them flat out, he said, you guys are in no position to lecture the public about anything. He was, he was warning no. them not to come up. Yeah, he was warning them not to come up on stage when they received their awards or their little awards, as he called them. Uh, right. He warned them not to, to take that, that opportunity to deliver political speeches, you know, and so he was saying, you people are in no position to lecture anyone about anything. You know nothing about the real world. And right. it's true. Uh, it's true, you know, and generally speaking, of course, uh, maybe not in every instance, but generally speaking. Yeah, it's real. It's really sad that they think they are so important and what they have to say is so important when it really isn't. And the little awards was the proper way to look at it, I think. You start out with number 20 is Jane Fonda. And I, she did a beautiful movie. I thought it was wonderful. Capaloo. That was a well done movie. Mm-hmm. And I loved the music in there with Zachy Cole and Stubby K. And it was a well done movie. And, yeah. but as a person, oh my God, she called Trump a Nazi on the rise. This is one thing in common all of them have. They get a talking point like calling Trump a Nazi. They're all doing that, aren't they? Yeah, you can see that there is a lot of, you know, uh, they, you know, everybody in Hollywood lives in this kind of thought conformist bubble, um, where they, they just sort of, it's an echo chamber as they like to refer to uh, conservative talk radio. Uh, but it's, it, they're, they actually occupy the, the smallest echo chamber in the United States. They're constantly, uh, reinforcing these talking points. And of course, a big talking point is that their political opponents are all Nazis. Um, right, and that Trump, right. Trump is literally Hitler, you know, so that, that comes up an awful lot in this series of, uh, celebrity profiles that I did, that, that I and well, David Horowitz worked on together. Well, number 17, John Kuzik, uh, what a nasty person he seemed to be. He's a Bernie yeah. Sanders supporter. He calls the GOP death KKK cult. The other thing about Kuzik and some of the others, they can't use, they can't even speak without cussing. Yeah, and that's that's kind of an interesting point. Uh, for one thing, it it shows the the, the shallowness of their their. Uh, oh yeah, they, I've always, I was always told if you had to use cuss words, you have very limited vocabulary. You don't get yeah, you don't get anywhere calling people names. That's all they're doing is name calling. They can't point to anything right. specific because you look at Trump. We had the best economy going. It helped all the people. We had borders that were secure. We were respected in the world. What are they going to do? Call, cuss about him and call him a Nazi? That's insane. Those are <laughs> words. But uh, I, I prefer to look at actions that happened. And Trump did some very, very positive things for this country. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, your point about their profanity, which comes up an awful lot. Uh, right. In these, yeah, I mean, it's just relentless. Uh you know, that's actually that's actually one of the it's a kind of a strategy that's inherent in leftism, that that profanity, because they see profanity. Well, besides the fact that they take a kind of a juvenile glee in spewing foul language, but it's also because they see profanity as a rebellion against and an assault on the middle class sensibilities and, and decorum of the mainstream Americans that they hate. So. So they're constantly spewing profanity because they know that it's kind of a, a you know, a middle finger to um, the, the the people, you know, mainstream Americans in what they call the flyover country between the coasts. Um, so profanity, the profanity in their ramps is relentless and really ugly. 
Absolutely. It's hard to write the article and put in all the profanity because I know you wouldn't normally do that. Now, Sean Penn, that's yeah. another one. He uses a lot of profanity. And he's, isn't he the one who said, we need an actor with a, where's an actor when we need it with reference to John Wilkes Booth? I think he's the one who said uh, that. He's, right. I think you're right about that. And then you, he, uh, you've got his number 19, uh, uh, yeah, number, uh, 19. And then number 18, George Takai. His only <laughs> thing he did was Sulu and Star Trek. He called yeah. Clarence Thomas a clown in blackface and border security guards equal slavery. I wonder if uh, they equal slavery, the poor guard who, the black guard actually from uh, Texas who saved the two people crossing the border who absolutely turned yeah. out to be drug mules, but he didn't care. They were human beings. He mm-hmm. had more humanity than George Takai had ever think about having. And he was calling these people promoting slavery. And then the guards who were whipping the horses and they tried to say they were whipping the people. I mean, this is yeah. insanity. Takai, you know, go back to your Star Trek. Are they living in a fantasy world? Is that what's going on with some of these people? Well, that's certainly part of it. I mean, they're they're definitely disconnected from reality, as uh, Ricky Gervais uh, uh, told them. Right. Uh, and part of it part of it is that you know they're simply uh, they're simply propagandists for their their political positions. So. Um, they just are pushing a message, and they don't want to hear about the reality or the facts or or have any kind of uh, actual debate about the issues. They just want to promote their uh, far left talking points. I think what we need we need life affirming TV shows. We need yeah. life affirming movies, nonviolent, not this anti human, anti life. And then people get all upset. Well, what happened down there in Texas? Well, the guy spent the whole day, every day and every night playing uh, these video games that were promoting violence, watching violent movies. And what do you expect? It desensitizes people, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, I mean, there are there are definitely multiple um, issues at play here when you talk about a mass shooting. But the left always immediately goes to the issue of gun control. It's always right. about the guns for them. They don't. They don't want to talk about any other factors like mental illness or uh, video game obsessions or anything like that. It, they jump straight to, uh, you know, let's clamp down on um, on gun ownership. Um, so that they ignore, you know, they, they don't. They don't have any kind of uh, uh, tolerance for uh, uh, the complexity of something like the, the mass shooting. Um, they just want to, they just immediately jump to that left-wing talking point of gun confiscation. Uh, that's great that you'd bring that up because I think it was last week I had Dr. Charles Simone on, who's one of my favorite people, Dr. Simone, MD. He's an oncologist, among other things. Brilliant, man. He said that 90% of these uh, shootings, uh, especially with the kids, involve they have taken one type of psychotropic drug or another like uh, Ritalin and Prozac and a lot of these, which make people more violent and they actually mm-hmm. don't help. So they're putting people on these drugs and this is one of the things that triggers them also. So nobody's yeah. talking about that. They're just talking about the guns. And far as I, I still believe the guns don't kill people, people with kill people, uh, not mm-hmm. the guns. Right. So at the same time that happened in uh, Texas also, one lady came out with a shotgun, 
killed this guy who was uh, doing the same thing at a graduation party. Y'all killed mm-hmm. people, but she got them first. So that's where an armed yeah. citizen saved, saved people. And that's something that the news doesn't want to put that out. So we are no. being manipulated by our news media. Yes. No, that happens all the time. You know, the left always claims, oh, there's never a good guy with a gun around. You can't rely on the, you know, the quote, good guy with a gun to solve right. these issues. But that happens all the time. The media just simply ignore instances like that. They, and they just keep insisting, uh, you know, that, that there aren't any um, good guys with or good gals in that in the case that you mentioned <laughs> Uh, that, you know, they just say that that doesn't exist and that guns are the problem. They and had then, the one guy another, who about three weeks ago, he decided to rob this class and the class was teaching gun safety. And before oh. he got out, there were like 15 people pulled their guns on him. I don't think he'd <laughs> ever tried that again. But the yeah, fact that's... of the matter is, you, uh, a friend of mine wrote a book where he talked about guns, guns versus uh, CPR. And what's the same thing? You've got to know how to do CPR because you can't wait for an ambulance. Those seconds Mm -hmm. and minutes are really important. Mm The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Sorry, Mark Tapson. And Mark, two of the four that we've talked about, Jane Fonda and George Takai. Uh, Takai's 85, Fonda's 84. Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. And then you talk about Rosanna Arquette. Wow. What a sick puppy she is. She called Trump a sick dictator, racial obsession. She's ashamed to be white. What is the world is wrong with that lady? I'm not even familiar with her that much. <laughs> Well, I think one of the things that you were getting at there is that the age of these people, there a lot of the people on the list are surprisingly up in years. Um, oh, yeah. Some of them in their, yeah. you know, some in their 70s and some in their, as you mentioned, even in their 80s. And I think, at least in some instances, it, it's a way for some of these people to remain relevant after right. their careers have sort of fizzled. Um, because certainly someone like Cher, uh, who 76. is, um, she's 76, right? Yeah. And she's, she's obviously not entertaining anymore, except on Twitter, um, you know, with her rants. Um, uh, but I think it's, it's partly a way for these people who are desperately insecure and desperately needy for attention, just generally speaking. It's a way for them to, 
to stay in the public eye and be relevant. And um, so that's part of the issue with uh, with a lot of. Wow. Of course, there are also there are also younger celebrities, um, some of whom are not on the list, but uh, younger celebrities who might not be household names yet, but they're recognizable faces and they're kind of up and coming and they're a lot of their fame is just as much based on their political ranting on social media as it is on their actual performances. So, uh, so I think younger performers too are finding that it's a way to really uh, connect with, with the far left audience that they have and, uh, and to sort of boost their profiles that way. So it works for the, it works for younger people as well as older celebrities. You got Alyssa Milano, 49. She's number 15. She was a child star. She's 49 mm-hmm. now. She's no longer anything. And she's a, <laughs> said the red hat of the MAGA hat is the new white hood. She's filled with rage against Trump and rage against Kavanaugh. A shame she gave birth. Pro-abortion. I think she has a child. How, how would you mm-hmm. like to be her child who's a shame she gave birth? Yeah. What a yeah. role model she is for motherhood. And then 14, mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin. And he he is opposed to capital punishment. Now, isn't that strange that he would shoot that woman? And he's opposed to capital punishment. <laughs> he does violent movies, a lot of them. And mm-hmm. uh, he said he would be in favor of stoning to death Henry Hyde, his wife and children. Uh, said that during the Clinton impeachment. But he's opposed to capital punishment. Do these people not know what they're saying? <laughs> A lot of times I don't think they do. I don't think they realize some of the contradictions, not only in what they say, but in the ways that they live and in the messages that they present in their their movies and TV shows. Because, of course, like you pointed out, Alec Baldwin, you know, has done a lot of, of violent movies. And uh, right. I mean, where would where would Hollywood be without having, uh, you know, guns in their films? Sure. Um, but th- so they there there definitely is just enormous hypocrisy running through Hollywood and some of these celebrities. And uh, that, that's part of the reason that we did this, uh, that we wrote this series of articles uh, was to, was to highlight that, but, but also in addition to just pointing out their hypocrisy, but also to highlight uh, a real problem with celebrities being given these media megaphones like they have is that, the news media take them very, very seriously, right. or treat them seriously anyway, as political analysts. So you get someone like Rob Reiner, like filmmaker Rob Reiner, you know, who started out on All in the Family um, and went on to make a lot of good films, actually. But he's, he, he appears regularly on MSNBC to just rant about conservatives. Well, Rob Reiner has no political insight or, or expertise or anything, but he's famous. <laughs> and so uh he's, you know he's famous media... for playing playing meatball on all in the family <laughs> which happened how many years ago 50 oh, years decades. ago yeah we'll be right back
The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs Top Rated Gold IRA Dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Mark, one of the things you could have done is just list the entire cast of The View. And you've got two of them here. Joy Behar, who's 79 years old. Whoopi Goldberg, who's 66. And Whoopi is pro-abortion. And she's her quote is, her big quote now is, get out of my vagina. I don't know anybody who would want to be anywhere near her vagina. Now, I'm sorry, Whoopi, but nobody wants to mess with your vagina in any way means her shape. I mean, the whole thought of it is pretty disgusting. If I ever want to, you know, be calm and cool around some woman who's really pretty, I'll just think of Whoopi Goldberg's vagina, and that will <laughs> cool everything off. I mean, this people have such an impression of themselves. Like, people want to do something like that. She's crazy. And then Joy Bayard calls Trump a psycho, an anarchist, mentally ill. If Trump's mentally ill, what is Biden? I mean, give me a break. The guy can't string two words together, but Trump Trump is the one who's mentally ill. These people don't right. know what they're saying. They don't pay attention. They need a writer. They need writers to take care of them because they, when they get off on their own, they're not very good. Uh, Patton Oswalt, I don't even know who he is. Not a very funny comedian. The comedians that you have listed, none of them are funny. They're all full, too full of anger. Comedy shouldn't be full of anger unless you're George Carlin. You can't pull it off. Yeah, you know, this is a this is a big problem with comedy today is, you know, there there was once a time when comedians used to be able to unite all Americans, uh, even in very stressful times like times of war. I mean, think and of we, someone like and we also you we also used to laugh at comedy. People could laugh at themselves. OK, I have guy hair. Yes. You can't say that. Well, why not? Because like I look at the mirror and I, I don't see that I'm going bald. Well, I mean. You know, it's a fact of life. Deal with it. You know, I mean, people can't laugh at themselves. If you can't laugh at yourself, you've got a problem, don't you? Don't you, Mark? Oh, def- definitely. Yeah. And I think uh, I think comedy has really degenerated today uh, into a, a kind of a uh, just political rant in which you demonize your political opponents. And uh, that's not uniting and it's not funny. Um, so it's, uh, comedy is really in a bad way these days. I, I wish we could go back to the days of, you know, Bob Hope and Dean Martin and, uh, and Don Rickles and, you know, where you felt like comedians, uh, comedians were bringing all Americans together through laughter and we laugh at all politicians. And now it's just divisive. Comedy is just, uh, uh, really ugly and divisive in most instances. And it's, uh, very disheartening. 
Yeah, if Rickles didn't nail somebody, you'd feel like he, he didn't like you. Because he was, uh, and people were able to laugh at themselves. The roast, they don't do those anymore mm-hmm. because, oh, it's too offensive. Oh, uh, you got people like Michael Moore. He's supposed to be funny. I don't know what he's supposed to be. Kathy Griffin, <laughs> she's supposed to be a comedian. She wants to deliver a beatdown on Baron Trump. That's the other yeah. thing. A lot of them go off. Uh, not now. Even the mob didn't mess with kids or or uh, mm-hmm. their wives. But these comedians and these people on the left certainly do. They go after the wives and children of anybody they don't like. Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. anti-Trump, uh, all sorts of profanities. Now, once he been in Hellboy and Sons of Anarchy, I didn't like either one of those movies. And mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> nothing. Bette Medler, she's 76 years old. Homophobic, anti-GOP jokes. Bette Medler got her start. And then Sonia Hotel Basement, which is a gay uh, nightclub, with uh, mm-hmm. Barry Manilow, and she's telling homophobic jokes against the GOP. Now, what is what is wrong with people like that? That's where he, she got her start. The Divine Miss M had a huge gay following, but yeah. she's telling homophobic jokes. Is there anybody see a problem with that? I do. Yeah, I think Bette Midler is another one of those whose careers has just, uh, you know, basically uh, dried up and, and, and she's remaining relevant on social media. But I just, um, she was good in the Halloween, she was good in the Halloween movie. Oh yeah. All these, all of these celebrities, they're all, uh, they're very talented as, as performers. Um, and some of them have done a lot of great work, but, um, you know, and that's where they need to keep it. (laughs) They need to keep, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that uh, they shouldn't be allowed to speak their opinions like everybody else, but they 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 politicize themselves so much that you can't uh, distinguish them anymore from the characters they play, and that right. that's kind of a problem as an actor, you know, when people are looking at you on screen and all they can, you know, instead of seeing uh, the character you're playing, all they see is Sean Penn, the Trump hating activist, you know, <laughs> right? Um, so that's. That's a problem, but, uh, you know, a lot of these celebrities, they're so wealthy and successful that, um, they don't, they don't worry about that anymore. You know, they just want to, uh, feel important in the world because I think, I think another problem with celebrities is they feel like what they do, like they're acting or they're singing or performing is ultimately right. kind of shallow in a way. And they would like to feel like they're really having, you know, doing something more important than that. So, uh, they uh, they'll take political activism and just get very passionate about that because they they feel important and like they're doing serious work. Then I think making people happy and making people enjoy a release from what they're doing their day to day it should be enough uh, enough happiness for them. You got a guy who's oh never done anything. The most foul mouthed in the entire article of all the top twenty haters was probably that Michael Rappaport. Guy who I'm not oh really my familiar God. with, but wow, oh, yeah. called Mel, Mel, uh, Melania Trump a dumb animal and a hooker. I mean, this this guy is just sick. Yeah, it's really disgusting, and it's kind of a as we mentioned before, it's kind of a slog to go through all of this stuff because the, the profanity and the hatred are just so intense. Oh, in fact, that, in that fact, comes out in the articles the profanity that they're using. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, David Horowitz and I when we when we started this project, uh, we were initially going to do 25 celebrities, 
And uh, so I did all the work for, you know, for 25 of them. And it got to be so uh, kind of disheartening and, and disgusting that I suggested, David, you know, I don't think anybody's going to be able to read all the way to the end of this. I think we should cut it from 25 to 20 because uh, <laughs> I think that's about all people can get through. Um, uh, so, it's about all the profanity I could take because yeah, they keep it, repeating it, repeating the same thing. Trump is Hitler, and it's uh, blank Trump, blank Trump. And then you got mm-hmm. Jim Carrey, another guy who's washed up, and uh, he talks about Trump kissing Putin's butt and angry Roman soldiers crucifying Jesus in his paintings. This guy mm-hmm. is sick. I mean, if, is I mean somebody who used to entertain and used to uh, people would laugh and uh, pet uh, pet detective and movies like that that didn't mean anything. They're pure escapism. Uh, yeah. But he calls Trump a rapist who needs to be removed. I mean, what gives him a right to say that? I know we're Americans. We have a right to. But that's nothing you say about your president. I wouldn't even say that about Biden. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I think progressivism to some extent drives people mentally ill. <laughs> yeah. And uh, of course, you know, it, it, a lot of these celebrities, you know, performers sometimes are kind of, uh, you know, in a, I don't want to say mentally ill, but a lot of them are a little bit unbalanced to some degree, which is why they find, uh, which is why they oh, have some of them are lo- Some of them are a lot unbalanced. I'm going to give yeah. the top five. Number five <laughs> is Jim Carrey. Number four is Rosie O'Donnell. She just had always had hatred about Donald Trump. You can put mm-hmm. that across. Uh, Rob Reiner, yeah. Well, it's good thing he had a father who was a writer. Uh, Cher, <laughs> yeah. She's she's pretty well done, but I admired Cher. I liked her acting. I liked her. her. Uh, Robert De Niro has got to be number one. And I wrote you about that before I even knew. And uh, <laughs> yeah. January 9th, uh, 2018, National Board of Review, giving the best actor, Meryl Streep, he couldn't stop using the F word long enough. Ruined the evening for Meryl Streep, and then he comes mm-hmm. six months, five months later, does the same thing at the Tonys. I mean, he just could not get away from it, and you know, it really brought everything down. And the people dutifully were out there going, "Yay, yay!" And yeah. you're looking yeah. at them, and you know what they're doing. I mean, it's the same people who are kissing uh, Harvey Weinstein's butt, you know, and same thing mm-hmm. where they may not believe it or not, but they have to because everybody's looking to see if they're applauding. I think that's what it amounts to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one, you know, one of the things, one of Trump's accomplishments, I think, in fact, one of his major accomplishments was that he so triggered the left. Oh, yes. Uh, that, that it just exposed the, the hatred and the vile, venom and anger that lies just underneath the surface of their you know their <laughs> supposed tolerance and inclusiveness and compassion and all that and just underneath that you know is is a uh, an almost violent anger and Trump really drew that out of them you know it was almost like uh, throwing holy water on a possessed person you know oh absolutely it, 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 it just triggered the left and it just it, it exposed this demonic side that is just right there under this facade that they they wear. Well, Trump Trump uh, did was friends with Hillary Clinton at one point. Went to her wedding and everything. And uh, Trump uh, worked in 
Hollywood or worked in uh, television with The Apprentice mm -hmm. and all of that. Had a number of people who were so-called stars and that type of thing. He was in even a number of movies when they would have mm -hmm. him playing bit parts in movies and that sort of thing. He was kind of one of theirs. Of course, the other great actor was uh, Ronald Reagan, who was president of the Screen Actors Guild. Now, both mm -hmm. of these people were hated by Hollywood because mm -hmm. they thought, they were thinking. They don't want people to have independent thoughts. And, of course, neither one would <laughs> work again. A few people who got by with it, Clint Eastwood got by with it because he was so big and so light that they couldn't stop him. Other people, mm -hmm. if you're on your way up, I guess you almost either play the game or you get out. Now, it's interesting to me to see they were talking about the new Top Gun movie that's come out, and he's got mm -hmm. the patch on the back that shows the government of Taiwan. Now, that was airbrushed out of the original Top Gun. I wonder if they're mm -hmm. going to airbrush it out. If it, They certainly will when the movie goes to China. Uh, yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, yeah, China is, uh, is you know, China, China's kind of an interesting situation because they have such a massive movie-going audience. In fact, in right. a couple of years, in, in just in, in a few years, China will probably have the largest movie-going audience in the world. And I think so they do, Hollywood, right? I think they do now, right? It, and they they control, might even be now. They control yeah, a lot Ho of Hollywood. Yes, definitely. Uh, Chinese money and Chinese influence Obviously, um, Hollywood, generally speaking, is largely just kowtowing to uh, to the communist regime in China, and uh, that's a bad sign, obviously, for a lot of reasons. But Hollywood, you know, Hollywood has to do that because its domestic box office is falling. Um, so, you know, that they they depend on that Chinese audience and that Chinese money now. That uh, international, they depend on the international success of their. Um, their TVs, TV shows and movies because the domestic box office is uh, failing. Yeah, COVID pretty well shut it down, <laughs> didn't it? Oh, yeah, COVID definitely impacted that. And, you know, just streaming uh, streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and all the rest, those also are really contributing to box office decline. But even Netflix and Hulu, even those uh, companies, you know, they're, they're kind of hemorrhaging subscribers. Um, so, and, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that Hollywood has just gone overboard with wokeness. And yeah, they, it, it actually is true. Go woke and go broke. And that's exactly what's happening with Hollywood, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, so they uh, have to look abroad now for their, their, uh, for their right. profits. So uh, you would think that if they were smart and they wanted to make money, that they would start making movies that people would go to, but they're not doing it. Now, they're going to see Top Gun. That's a pro-America movie. And mm -hmm. you would think that they would start doing things like that and showing movies that would appeal to the broad range of Americans, not the narrow sliver of, that they're applying, they're going to. But this is part of the propaganda that we're seeing in the Social media, part of the propaganda we're seeing on most of the news. It's the same thing. They're propagandizing us to believe that this is the norm. They're not the norm. They're not the norm. You and I know that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think there are a lot of filmmakers and producers who will look at the success of Top Gun and they'll start to think, hmm, gee, maybe we should, uh, you know, maybe we should target that audience. 
but there are still plenty of Hollywood filmmakers who would rather shoot themselves than to make a patriotic film or, uh, you know, something that runs against the grain of their progressivism. So um, th- there are a lot of filmmakers for whom going woke, uh, even if it means going broke, th- they'll do it because th- because their progressive messaging is more important than the profits. Uh, <clears throat> so um, it, it's now these, a bit of a mix. Top 20, the worst uh, of the worst, these top 20 that you have, do mm-hmm. they believe this stuff that they're spewing? Do they really believe it, all of them, do you think? Well, that's a good question. Yes, I do. I, I do believe they believe all this because, as I mentioned before, they live in a really thought-conformist bubble. And I think even if they might suspect in their hearts that something's not right... I think they're, they're just under too much pressure to conform. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Mark, you wrote the book on uh, defeating the fight of our lives, defeating the ideological war against the West. We're into that, and they're using Hollywood. They're using everything else. How do we defeat it? What can we do to defeat it? I believe that our belief in God is very permanent and it's something that we need. We need to regain our sense of morality. But on every corner, Every quarter, we're being told, no, no, this this doesn't work anymore and all that. Uh, the people are getting a little bit tired of it. They've got us uh, to where they were locked down. And when we're locked down and wearing the mask, and they're starting that again on the airplanes, but if you're locked down wearing the mask, then people lose common sense. They really do. They've lost a lot of their common sense. How do we get it back? Well, that <clears throat> that's a big question. Um... And, and part of the problem is it's going to be an uphill battle for us because the left owns the culture now, basically. The left owns right. you know, the news media. They own academia. They own Hollywood and entertainment. So, social, uh, social, you know, social media, everything, right. Yes, yes. So, uh, But I'm optimistic about it. But, you know, with, you know, we talk a lot about the culture war that's going on, but we're, I, I think the right lost that war a long while ago. We're, we're actually waging a culture insurgency now. Um, right. the, the good thing is, the good thing is that an insurgency is a really powerful weapon against a very entrenched power, you know? So, uh, so I'm optimistic, but I think it's going to take doing things on three levels, the political and the cultural and the spiritual. 
Uh, you, right, right. As far as the spiritual goes, you touched on that just a moment ago when you said belief in God and faith and all that. And I, I do think that, uh, you know, we're up against a, a very secular, atheistic enemy, and I think we have to put on the full armor of God, as it says in, in the, the Bible. The problem is, problem is a lot of the churches have sold out, and you've got to be yes. very careful of what you do with that, too, because a lot of the churches That's, have just absolutely sold out, and just going to church isn't enough. You've got to go to a church where, uh, like I had a preacher on, he's a black preacher out of uh, Tampa. He said, you got two things. Make sure the church is preaching the gospel and make sure they're preaching American exceptionalism. If they aren't, get out. Yeah, that's uh, and that's getting harder to find. Uh, you're right. Yes. The churches are a problem now. They've been infiltrated by that kind of leftist um, thinking. And it's so it's you've got to use a lot of wisdom and discernment in terms of uh, where you worship. <laughs> I'm um, thinking back to uh, Susan Bradford, who wrote a book called The United Church of Christ. It was about the United Church of Christ, and her grandfather's one of the founders, and how it changed, and how in the 60s and 70s, the communists took it over, LGBTQ mm. and all of that. I mean, it's really gotten weird. So, uh, mm. yeah, but you have to be very careful. But we've got we've got to get back. Uh, we're in danger of losing all of our freedoms and everything in this country. Uh, yeah, I think we just need to, but I think we need to stay optimistic and to fight because when we fight back, when we push back, you see that the left folds. Um, you look at someone like Ron DeSantis, uh, who is yes. someone who he's, he's a politician, but he recognizes the real, uh, uh arena. The real is, deal he, now. Did you see yeah, the, the Republican, re the number of Republicans who have registered to vote in Florida, uh, under DeSantis? I mean, for the first time. Is uh, mm -hmm. they, the Democrats are not even putting any money to fight the Republicans in uh, Florida because they know that DeSantis has done such a great job. He kept them open, and the people there are very happy. People are moving there. They got jobs. They got jobs, and people are happy there. Yeah, and DeSantis is uh, he's a rarity among Republican politicians in that he recognizes how important the cultural fight is. He's not right. just fighting on a political level. He's fighting back against the cultural, you know, in favor of cultural values, like, you know, he's pushing back against Disney and uh, critical race theory and all these other things. And he has the guts to stand more... up. He's, he's not a rhino. He's the one who has the guts to stand up. A lot of them don't. Definitely. And so we need more politicians like, more leaders like him uh, who recognize the importance of the culture. And uh, as far as conservatives fighting back culturally, that's that's kind of difficult for us to do because it's hard to move the needle of the culture if you don't own a movie studio or a you know social media network. But I think there are things each of us individually can do to help move uh, the culture back to where we want it or forward to where we want it. And that's... We, uh, we can move it by not going to the movies that we don't want. That, we can yes, move it by not watching the shows, not supporting the advertisers. Yes, that is definitely part of it. And also, um, the flip side of that is to support those conservative uh, culture makers who are trying to do something different. Uh, and, and those are sometimes hard to find. But if you look at something like the, uh, the Internet series called The Chosen about Jesus yes. and the Apostles, that, that was totally crowdfunded. By people who, uh, you know, wanted, desperately wanted to Wonderful that kind of series of very popular. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group. Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. David Spring, got a master's in education. He was a Washington State junior college teacher. He observed in 2014 90% increase in students unable to pass the GED. 90% increase. They examine Common Core. They examine the people behind the privatization of schools, culminated in weapons of mass deception. His book, Free Yourself from Microsoft and NSA, altered how we look at Windows. Now, the future of education during the COVID pandemic. We need common sense. So-called COVID-19 vaccine could be more dangerous than the virus. David's been writing about that. We're also pushing for World War III, Texas shooting, and the banks. They got 50% of them using Windows servers. Are they safe? No way. No way. And, of course, uh, you got the ire of uh, Bill Gates when you started talking about the Windows servers and all of that. And, of course, this is the man who made $200 billion in one month off of the COVID vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, Dave, and I also recommend to you the commonsensebook.org. That's something you really should get a copy of, commonsensebook.org. Uh, David, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, the CDC director issued alert on Pfizer's COVID-19 pill. You might get the symptoms again. Centers of Disease Control Prevention, Rochelle Walensky warned Pfizer's COVID pill, uh, Paxlovid, can lead to a rebound of symptoms. Wonderful. These drug companies, they're getting stuff that's not approved by anybody, aren't they? Uh, yeah, it, it appears to be all about making massive amounts of money by pushing drugs on people that have no benefits and are extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous. And then you're getting uh, also the other bad thing that Dr. Simone and you've been writing about. Uh, you were the first one to write that I recall about the uh, prions. And uh, that uh, people who've had the vaccine are full of these prions and they're spiky little protein things. And they're, uh, people who've had the vaccine are expelling them. But what this does is it destroys your immune system. Not only your immune system, but it also uh, destroys, I'll, I'll just flat out say it, your God particle within you because it affects your DNA and your RNA. But uh, when you're talking about the immune system, we're seeing huge increases, huge spikes and cancer and other diseases, uh, heart diseases, uh, myocarditis, and all of that, aren't we? Yep, and it also is why I call them clot shots because they harm your your circulation system. But they also these spike proteins or prions do cross the blood brain barrier and wind up causing a lot of bad effects. You can almost think of these things the same way you would think of the serotonin reuptake inhibitors. That what they're doing is they're brain-altering drugs. That's why a lot of people don't have common sense anymore. You'll see them driving crazier than they've ever driven before. You see an increase in a lot of uh, crime, a lot of these things. And a lot of it has to do with, A, the lockdown, 
wearing the mask and everything else and fear. When you have fear, people don't think straight. They lose their common sense, but also the shots are having an effect. You warned about that. You said a year or two after this, it's going to be worse. It's going to be much worse. We're going to see the results of it in a year or two later. We're starting to see it, aren't we? Uh, we are, and it's a very sad situation. Uh, we did the, our best, both you and I, trying to convince people not to take these quad shots. The only good news is, well, two-thirds of the Americans took the quad shots. Uh, now about half of those, one-third of Americans didn't even want the quad shots to begin with, and now half of the people who took the quad shots are due to adverse effects with the quad shots are refusing to take uh, the, you know, the additional shots that they want to give people. The boost, and like the Dr. Dr. Simone said, there's no way children should take it. They don't have the receptor sites. Keep the children away from it. If you even have to take it yourself, but for goodness sake, keep the children away from it. Because well, it can which brings up an important question. Why, are, why would they even advocate giving these things to children when it's a known scientific fact? The children lack the ACE2 receptors, and they therefore cannot transmit the disease. They cannot even hardly catch the disease, and therefore uh, it's it's not a problem for children. And yet, while we've known this from the very beginning for two years, this is like a scientific fact, they're continuing to advocate giving children clot shots. So why is that? Well, I think it's simply to make money. Well, not only the clot shots, but it's also to keep people quiet, keep them distant so that people won't talk to each other. And uh, they yeah. also pushed it on the social media. You couldn't talk anything about the COVID. Took me off and other people off of social media because we were telling the truth about it, which is now coming out. It's coming out now. Yeah. And the Biden administration says now all children, all people above the age of two years old who are going to fly, they're going to have to wear their mask again. Why? I don't know. And uh, New York, the same thing. You can't go into uh, anything inside without wearing a mask. We know that masks don't work, and yet they're doing it again, aren't they? Right. That's another important question. Why? We've known all along that masks. In fact, uh, I've now gotten studies going all the way back to 1980, highly detailed scientific studies showing that these masks don't work. We've known about the size, the poor size of viruses, since at least the 1960s or 1970s, we also right. know about the poor size of the mask. It's a thousand times bigger than the virus, so the mask can't possibly work. So what's this all about? I think people need to start asking questions about why we're being subjected to all of this stuff. Now, some of this is dehumanizing, and the uh, recent shooting in Texas, uh, he literally they spoke about people wearing masks and the dehumanizing effect of all that, and it was one of the reasons why uh, the Texas killer dropped out of school was that he couldn't handle all of the masks and everything else. But there's right. almost there's no question that this has has an effect on young people. I think another factor was the uh, violent video games that people are having. Some of the television shows, some of the movies they're watching those. They are desensitizing people to humanity. They're desensitizing people to life. The pro, uh, pro-abortion pro people, they're desensitizing people to life. Uh, life is no longer important. It's a game. It isn't real to these people. Now, you've got a seven-point program, and before we get into your seven-point program, one of the things Dr. Simone said that's a major factor in the school shooting, 90% of these shooters, 
Number one, they go to places where they are gun-free zones. Well, of course, they don't want to get themselves hurt, so they go to gun-free zones. Number two, uh, they are uh, have all, 90% of them, have taken uh, psychotic, anti-psychotic or anti-anxiety drugs, including things like uh, Prozac, Ritalin, that type of thing. And these make people more aggressive. They know that. They even put it on the package insert. They're drugging America. That's another of the problems. But let's go over your seven points. You've got seven points, don't you? Well, I wanted to begin with what I think is the root uh, problem. I, I taught problem-solving skills at Bellevue College for about 20 years. And I well, think your that number one is the drug companies. That's why you're right. That we need to go solving. to the drug companies themselves that are producing these things. They're uh, more interested they, in profit. They're more interested in control and profit than they are helping people, aren't they? Right. And you know, I'm not against you know people making profit, but what they're doing no. with this profit, they have so much profit in terms of hundreds of billions of dollars that they have used this profit to literally bribe our elected officials to the right. point where they get drug-friendly laws. They bribe the mass media. Uh, something like 80% of all ads on TV are now basically, you know, nothing but fronts for the drug companies. They bribe doctors. So we're dealing with an extremely corrupt situation. And I think one of the things that we need to do is simply end the bribery that goes on in our election process where basically whoever the most corrupt person is gets hundreds of millions of dollars and can defeat anybody who runs against him. So I, I think we need to kind of change the election process. So that's point number one, is to end the ability of drug companies or any other company from bribing our elected leaders. And that actually is part of Washington state law. The Washington state constitution prohibits bribing elected leaders, but unfortunately right now our constitution isn't being paid attention to. Now, right. the second point, this is vitally important because you mentioned that what 90% of these mass shooters are right. on what I call mind-altering drugs, right. and they are living in an alternate reality that certainly is a violent reality, but they're protected from HIPAA laws, HIPAA medical privacy laws, and we oftentimes don't find out that these people were on psychotropic drugs until years after the fact. And then people aren't able to put this connection together. Gee, maybe uh, we shouldn't be passing out drugs to kids like they're candy. And uh, so what I, I want to do is change the HIPAA laws to require the release of medical and drug records of anyone who has right. killed more than 10 people. Right. So and now you can you, kill you, up to can, nine. Then you, you can would, see, then you can see if there's a nexus between what happened and what... Uh, yeah, an immediate nexus. Well, it's still in the press, in the papers, and not five years down the road. I do want to protect people's medical privacy, but I think that once you kill over 10 people, then you lose your right to medical privacy, and we get to know what kind of drugs you're on. I really think there's a problem. If people, you know, kill that many people, then they clearly have some sort of problem, and it uh, is likely re related to the drugs. Now, then the third point, which is what Dr. Simone talked about last week, is prohibiting the drugging of our children with dangerous and ineffective drugs. Now, this not only includes, you know, the mind-altering drugs, it would also include all these clot shots that they want to be giving kids. So there's like a direct connection between this uh, 
what the drug companies are doing to our children in one area and what they're doing to our children in other areas. You're not having, they simply own the FDA. The drug companies own the CDC. They own Congress. And so we really need to, uh, form a stand here and, and draw some of these connections together. Now, uh, the, my fourth point about banning violent video games, uh, like Call of Duty because they do humanize people, this, the Texas killer, okay, spent all of the previous year in his bedroom playing Call of Duty. So we're not kind of, we do know that because that's been admitted now that this is how he spent his time with playing Call of Duty in his bedroom and then kind of going out and reenacting Call of Duty and what they call in the real world. Um, now, I also think we need to, point number five would be to end school closures and the mandatory mask things. Uh, I know kids had been subjected to more than a 100 virus tests this past year, and all the other nightmare practices that are going on in our public schools right now, it is terrifying. What they do is they promote fear, anxiety, bullying, the Texas shooter was subjected to bullying. And what we need to do is kind of return to teaching kids about nonviolent conflict resolution skills. We need to provide them with a healthy lifestyle like social interactions, recreation, healthy food, safe drinking water, lowering class right. sizes, and having highly trained teachers. If we, we would do those things, if we, we really the, the care. Other, the other thing we have to do is to let kids be kids. And we can't have them. That's what I mean about letting kids outside. be kids walking around outside with mask on. I see where the Biden administration wants anybody age two, two years old and above, who's going to fly has to wear a mask. Two years old and above. Now that's Exactly. This sort of thing is insanity. I've, I'm, I'm, I've got a new term. I call them lockdown lunatics. And, we'll take a break. You know, we need to take a break right now. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, you, your last one, your last one is conflict resolutions, because we need to have conflict resolutions, and we need not to have bullying happening in schools. Children have to know that there are better ways to deal with things, don't they? Right. So, uh, like I said, I, I taught, I spent 20 years at Bellevue College teaching problem solving, and it, a lot of it evolves around teaching people nonviolent conflict resolution skills, a topic that is not covered in schools. We right now have members of Congress and the administration calling for nuclear war against Russia. Now, this is the ultimate form of violent, you know, they, and it, and it never solves anything. A nuclear war would only make things a heck of a lot worse. 
And yet, this is the kind of people that are being elected by these drug companies, incredibly corrupt people, that think that it's okay to have a nuclear war with Russia. And so one of the points that I want to make is we should all be opposing nuclear war. This is not going to turn out well for anybody. And if we would only teach nonviolent conflict resolution skills starting early in life, maybe people won't be advocating for violent uh, solutions whenever there's a conflict between them and somebody else. Uh, so I, I, we do, we've known about all of these solutions for many, many years. But instead, all we hear is, well, we've got to have more gun laws, okay? Well, David, uh, and this uh, David, has, like, though, no effect. Think... Anytime you hear somebody talking about gun laws, what you know is that they haven't studied the problem, and right. that the more gun laws we have, the more shootings we have. So it's, it's insane what's going on. This, the lockdown lunatics seem to be the same ones promoting these gun laws. Well, I don't think it's by chance because they're making so much money off the drugs. They make so much money off of war that these are what they're doing. The people on top are making all this money and they're letting the youngsters uh, fall by the wayside and fight their wars and uh, come down with all the lockups. But they're not doing that. They're flying wherever they want to, doing whatever they want to, having parties and making more and more money off the drugs and off of war. You raise a good point, Risk, and those seem to be the two ways that they make their most money. And those right. are the two highest lobbying things in terms of lobbying Congress is the war industry and the drug industry. So we've identified two of the main culprits here. We simply have to find a way to have fair elections so that people won't elect these lunatics. You call them cow pals or pal cows, uh, people right. who want to control the world. That's exactly what they are. They're crazy. They don't care about anything. They have no moral compass. This is exactly what's going on right now. Your seven points. Is that listed somewhere where we could get a copy of that? I, I just, I read, uh, Dr. Simone's article about five points and I decided I needed right. to have more points. So I came up with these seven things. I've been studying the Texas shooting for the past week and I've been listening to what people have had to say about, oh, how we could have prohibited you know, right. this sort of thing. And so I wanted to include some, each one of these are positive things that we can actually do if people actually cared. Of course, uh, and the, only thing admits, stop it. the only thing Biden comes is guns. And guns don't kill people. People are killing people. And if it wasn't guns, they'd be using knives. Come on. Well, and, and, and not only that, but when you look at the end result of the gun restriction laws, it has led to nothing but an increase in violence. So right. it's not the, you know, the law-abiding citizens that are creating the problem here. And so if we if we really want to do something about this, we know that that's not the thing. But we also know that as we give kids more and more drugs, which are being drugged right now at like twice the rate of which they were being drugged in the past, then that's that led to twice the amount of violence. So we know that there's a relationship between drugging children and the violence that's going to come from all of this. And we also know that things like Call of Duty that dehumanize people, we know that this obviously was the main factor in this particular, in the Texas shooter's life. And so we, we know that these things have adverse effects. How about if we try these types of approaches instead, at least some of them, I also believe that we need to be more honest with the actual medical and drug records of people who are mass murderers. 
Um, and certainly this kid who caught would qualify. He killed 20, what was it, 21 people? Absolutely. We'll be right, be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We talked about the drugs. We also talked about the war. And you've uh, also, we were talking earlier, David, about pushing for World War III. It seems like everything that uh, the current administration is doing, he's poking the bear, he's poking Putin, he's poking the dragon, he's poking uh, the Chinese. Well, yeah, we'll go into Taiwan. You don't dare do that. We'll go into there. That's daring them. This is not smart. This is not smart to be daring them. Uh, but the situation is really bad. There are people in the Pentagon and elsewhere who are pushing for World War III. They want it. They think we can win. There's no win in a mutually assured destruction with nuclear <laughs> missiles. There's no win for anybody. They want to reduce the population. That would certainly do it. But uh, I don't know anybody wants to go off in a nuclear fireball. They've got people scared. They've really scared people with this with their rhetoric and we don't trust we don't trust leaders who are uh, trying to take us to war we've lost too much going to war you look at the uh, memorial day we should uh, learn from it we don't need to send more younger people to war and we don't need one on our shore but the next war can certainly happen on our shore and then the one after that according to einstein would be one with sticks and stones because we would be decimated as a civilization so you're worried about that the World War Three push, aren't you? I I am absolutely I am appalled at, at the scariness of our current elected leaders making these statements, and I actually think our military has been more responsible than our elected leaders have in our congressional people. I mean, where do these nut jobs come from? Well, they're being elected by the drug companies. Now, before we forget, I am going to publish my seven point plan. On one of our websites, it's called turningpointnews.org. It'll probably be up by the end of the day, end of today. But I also wanted to bring up uh, the other issue that my wife just posted an article, Elizabeth Hansen posted an article there about other hidden effects of these lockdowns that people uh, haven't been considering, but that our young people are being subjected to. Uh, and one of those things uh, not only are kids dropping out of school like the Texas shooter did over these lockdown stuff, but that um, in Washington State alone, we have 60,000 young adults who are being deprived of a higher education simply because they refuse to take the clock shot. 
Wait wait a minute, David. Even those in the uh, Air Force Academy, they're not graduating them if they hadn't taken the shot. I mean, this is getting ridiculous, isn't it? Right. It's going on all across the nation. Bottom line, my wife and I are both college instructors. We're retired college instructors. And we care about these college kids. We realize how important college is to their future and stuff and giving them right. some sense of hope. And basically, if you're not going to allow the kids to go to college, then you're kind of destroying their hope for a lot of these kids for their future. And so we, uh, her article is posted on Turning Point News. It's under the coronavirus section. Uh, and I hope turningpointnews.org. 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 And uh, people need to know this is going on all across the nation where these kids uh, are not being allowed. She has links to all the studies showing that the kids were not in any danger from the virus. They are in danger from the clot shots. And it's perfectly rational of these kids to not want to have to take the clot shot. And so, you know, I think it's well worth reading this. This is a very large block. It's, um, there's 60,000 kids. It's actually per year. And we have grade courts of about 100,000 kids. So we're really talking about, uh, half of the kids in our state are refusing to take these class sets. And then they're being deprived of the future. And this is an extremely tragic consequence. I mean, as, as tragic as the events are in Texas, there is a direct link. This is the kind of harm we're inflicting on our kids, and this harm needs to stop. We, all of us, need to rise up and say, no, you can't keep harming children like this. Well, the harm could be death, and it also could be sterility, because it affects their reproductive systems, too. Absolutely. So it's the future. Right. So, so it makes uh, perfect sense for these kids to say, no, I don't want to do do the clot shot because I'd like to have a family when I get older. This is a reasonable request on the part of these young people. And sure. uh, we, we've had some of these kids actually email us telling us their story about how they're being bullied, both in the public schools and in the colleges, if they refuse to get the clot shot. So right. this is just, including not even being allowed to come on campus. So this is horrifying. I'm not not only not only being allowed to graduate; they're not even allowed to come on campus. So uh, they could only attend classes remotely, if at all. Most of them are just electing to simply not go to college, which is where we've seen this huge fall off in children attending college in Washington State. We're we're basically destroying the future of an entire generation of kids. Half of the kids on our block are suicidal and depressed, and I I could see where quite a few of them could turn into the next Texas shooter if we don't do something to provide these kids to, to return to, like, a normal public school. Now, I came up with the pow-cow idea because most of us tend to suffer from what I call normalcy bias. We assume that most people are rational and sane and reasonable like us, but in fact, these pow-cows are people who want to control the world are completely nuts, and you have to be nuts to be advocating for nuclear war with Russia and China. But this is not going to turn out well. This is a sign of a crazy person. These people shouldn't be our leaders. They should be locked up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that uh, you've got on the cowpow is one of the better articles I've ever read that really went into great detail. But when you're talking about the uh, clot shots and all of that, 
Uh, there are a couple of things that they also came out with. They had hydroxychloroquine that worked, and they had ivermectin that worked, but they won't even allow it in some hospitals. What's that all about? They're trying to kill well, people. Well, in off. most hospitals, not only that, the do- if doctors try to use it, they lose their license. Uh, right. I know many doctors here who have basically either retired or been fired from Peace Health, uh, the local hospital here. That we only have one in Whatcom right. County. And how many, uh, how many nurses? Is, how many nurses? How many nurses have been fired or quit because they wouldn't take the shot too? Well, exactly. The nurses also, in fact, they lost so many nurses that they essentially had to shut down Peace Health. That uh, wow. you know. Nobody, there was nobody there to work. And then they wound up hiring the nurses back as traveling nurses. I don't know if I told you this, but a lot of the nurses got double the pay out of this and they didn't require the traveling nurses to take the clock shots. So it's just insane what's going on because they needed to open the hospital back up. And so they changed the name of these nurses, called them traveling nurses, and they have this emergency exemption. If you don't have enough nurses, you can hire these guys and they don't have to take the clock shots. Uh, it's really insane. I don't know. The it's situation the, same, the getting... same thing they're doing with the electric cars. They want the electric cars. Now they're having shortages of electricity. They don't want to use natural gas. So they're opening up coal-fired plants to provide electricity for the electric cars that are so much cleaner. Uh, excuse me. Duh. Are these people just retarded? I mean, seriously. Well, Ensley, wrong... so our, our governor, who is kind of one of the craziest people out there, uh, right. He, the legislature, which we don't have a very sane legislature, but nevertheless, they realize uh, we have uh, low-income housing in Washington State, and the, leg- the governor wanted them to ban natural gas and low-income housing, which would basically ban uh, the uh, cheapest uh. form of electricity. And the legislature said no. And so after the legislature adjourned, the governor uh, instituted the rule administratively, and now low-income housing in Washington State, can only use electricity. We are. He also passed uh, a rule stating that we can't have internal combustion engines anymore. We all have to be using these electric things. So he's kind of like competing with that California governor to see who's the craziest governor. Well, I think Oregon has to be thrown into the mix. Anybody put <laughs> Tampax machines in uh, elementary schools and high school boys and men's restrooms. That's got to be one of the top 10 or 15 crazy things I've heard. So it sort of seems like maybe it's the water on the West Coast, but uh, it doesn't make any sense at all. They're not listening well, to you the know, people. I, I included that part about how we need to have healthy drinking water in the schools. Half the right. schools in Washington State are more than 50 years old, and they don't have a safe source of drinking water. Like the kids are getting lead in the water and stuff. And so it's like Water actually is an important issue, you know, right. food, exercise, water. These are important issues, and, and you could be right that there is are problems with the water supply, particularly maybe here in Washington State. Like my old high school football coach used to say, get the lead out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, really, we have to because it does affect your brain if you've got lead, and they used lead years ago, and... We need to get that out of the schools and out of the drinking pipes. And, and instead, everywhere. we're filling the kids' heads, we're filling their heads with spike proteins that is going to further reduce their ability to think clearly. And we're filling their heads with these um, brain-altering psychotropic drugs 
but also preventing them from thinking clearly. And then we wonder why we have a mass shooting in Texas. <laughs> Let's talk about another thing. We've got one other issue. How safe is our money? How safe is our money? Well, oh my I, God. Personally, I personally believe in gold and silver because it's actually there. You can hold it. It's real. It's not like cryptocurrency. It's absolutely real. And, uh, of course, I have a dog in this fight. I've been doing business myself for years with Patriot Gold, and they're uh, also one of our sponsors. They're really good. They're really honest people. And if you're worried about where to store it, they've got their own vault where they will store it. It's absolutely secured and insured. Best way to go or for an IRA. But uh, if well, you're really me, worried about your you, money, yes. Let me tell you a scary story that people need to know about because it's not being reported by the mainstream we're, media. We're going to In talk about the banks. We're going to the banks, aren't we? We're going to talk about the banks. Okay. Yes, the sir. Wall Street banks. So Take we it were, to the uh, bank. Uh, in the in the nor in Norway, they have about one hundred and forty thousand of these like cash machines, sort of thing, money transaction things, where people stick their card in and they buy stuff. And those machines were all controlled by one company, a monopoly. This should be avoided at all costs. But a banking monopoly, you really want to avoid that. But at any rate, what happened was they were on Windows servers and they had a problem they either crashed or they were hacked or whatever and so for the day before their national holiday in norway all the all of these machines went out and it turns out the people in norway have forgotten how to use cash okay and nobody had any cash so they couldn't buy gas they couldn't buy food they couldn't buy anything because the machines weren't working and so i decided based upon that wow i couldn't believe that in this day and age Banks would still be using Windows servers. So I did a study of a lot of the banks here in the U.S. in terms of who is still using Windows servers, which, as we have talked about in the past, are very easily hacked. Um, and it turned out that over half the banks in the U.S. are still using Windows servers, which is basically saying that they don't care about safety. They don't care about your money. And uh, my wife, when she when I wrote about this, she instantly went out and got some cash, okay? So we would have some cash in case, you know, these cards stopped working. And cash is something that we used to actually use in this country. You know, and gold and silver also, as well as housing, are good hedges against all the kind of the craziness right, that's going right. on with the inflation and stuff. But ultimately, you might want to, people might want to do a check and find out, um, there's a, a company called netcraft.com where they can enter the, the domain name of the bank and they will get a report letting them know whether yeah, or not the spell, bank spell that spell that website uh, net, n-e-t-c-r-a-f-t netcraft.com at the bottom of the page they just enter it and you get a report about what kind of server they're using and what you'd like to see is that the bank was using a linux server not a windows server those are right. the two main kinds of servers and that if the bank even slightly cares about safety, they're going to be using Linux servers. And it is shocking to me that in this day of age, this happened just a week or two ago. So we're not talking about, you know, 10 years ago. We're talking about last week. <laughs> the idea, the idea that uh, these banks, people should not assume that their money is safe in a bank. Okay. No. And my wife does have a substantial retirement account. And I checked on her bank. She put it in a local bank that I didn't even know existed. It was a little credit union here in Ferndale, 
we used to call them right. industrial credit or something. But they've been around for like 50 or 70 years. They were using Linux servers. So if a wow. little tiny credit union in Ferndale can, now, did, you know. Did you, did she, how'd she find out? Did she ask them? Oh, no, no. You go to netcraft.com. You, you enter. I don't trust any bank telling you anything. No, I, I want to do the actual research of what kind of servers you're actually using. And, right. uh, they, and this bank is using, uh, my wife's bank. And if they were not using Linux servers, we were probably going to move our money somewhere else. Okay. Because this is, Absolutely. you know, you're making it too easy, but the Windows servers are the ones that are the real problem. And, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just name one large bank. I hope this can be allowed. Uh, Chase Bank is using Windows servers. One of the largest banks in America is using Windows servers. How about being shocked by that? Wow. Now, our, uh, the Windows servers, the problem is they're too easily hacked, aren't they? Right. They have a lot of back doors where it's very easy for hackers to go in there and take over the servers. Right. That happened to Hillary Clinton, by the way. Right. She had a Windows server. We'll be right back with David Spring. The, Bi- the Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history well wells fargo and goldman sachs say this is the time to buy gold patriot gold group where your ira or 401k can be in physical gold and silver and you may qualify for no fee for life ira call 800-356-4470 for details patriot gold group consumer affairs top rated gold ira dealer five years running call 800-356-4470 today Three or four years ago, Lowell Pate wrote about the banks in Norway and Sweden. And uh, in the column, he said, bank robber, if Jesse James went to one of the banks to rob it, uh, they would call the mental health facilities and take him away because there's no money. They have no cash. So that's that's what they want to bring here. But even if you've got money in the bank, safe is money in the bank, not if they use the new Windows server. They can do anything. You can wake up the next day. Your money can be completely gone. You really want it to be safe and secure. And you've got to, that's the least you can do. Net, uh, T-R-A-F-C, uh, uh, dot com. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Netcraft.com. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, looking up, uh, my bank and see if they're safe. I doubt <laughs> if they are. I don't know. You never know. You know, we're not that sharp. Uh, a lot of us never thought about that. Now, when you're looking at the situation uh, with the Texas shooting and the gun thing and the mask, they are coming in with so many regressive rules against the people. This is a really a sad situation to see in our country, well, well, especially at Memorial Day when people talk about the sacrifice so many people made. And then you're looking at what's happening right now. This is very sad for our country, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so there have been, I, I have been so opposed to the mask wearing, which I think is horrifying, 
that I right. actually have a website where people could study the research on mask wearing. Uh, it's called unmaskwashington.com. And they can, the, the um, my goal is to try to get rid of massing Washington State. I know it's going to be an uphill battle, but the problem with these, one of the main problems, and we've been writing about this actually for years because other countries like China have imposed these mass things before, is that they're extremely dehumanizing. They prevent children from learning. They also uh, produce, uh, like you're re-inhaling carbon dioxide. It's kind of like putting a diaper on your face. Right, uh, You're right. not getting an oxygen supply. People are passing out. We had a... Uh, so you, we had you, a should never, you should that. never wear a mask if you've got a, under cancer treatment or a heart problem. Both of those, you've got to take in as much oxygen as you can, right? You need oxygen. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about starting an oxygen lovers group of the people who would support their right to have oxygen. Okay. I don't, I never could imagine that we would get to the point. I, I don't think our founding fathers would go, you know, we need to put in the constitution, you know, uh, people should have a right to inhale oxygen. <laughs> okay. Right. It's right. Just, and, and, cl- and clean water. Oxygen and clean water. Those are Oxygen two and clean really water would need. be two biggies. And healthy food, we got Bill Gates. Take, I think I'm going to unfortunately have to have a fourth book on Bill Gates. I've written three of them. But my fourth book on him is going to be about how he's taken over our farms and turned them into these GMO uh, kind of artificial food factories sort of things. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, many, yes. Of, many of the farms he's got, this is a question people need to be asking. What's he doing with all his money now? And, of course, he got involved in the drug industry. and. Made tons of money on the clot shots. And he's the largest, he's largest owner of farmland in the United States. Right. And so this might be, this is something we should all be concerned about. Okay. Is that maybe what he's doing with a lot of these things, this is kind of crazy. Why would you buy farmland and then not farm it? He's allowing the land to simply go vacant and not being right. used. And now we have no. a food shortage and rising food prices. Absolutely. We need to look into a lot of that, and uh, we need to look into people like that who would do this type of thing. But uh, when I look at this, you see it there. I'm sure all of our listeners have seen people walking around in the sunshine, outside, walking their dog, wearing a mask. That's the craziest thing to do. The safest place is outside, outside in the fresh air. They call it fresh air for a reason, don't they, David? (laughs) Well, yes, exactly. That there is no danger from the viruses outside. The only real danger from viruses, by the way, are inside of houses, which way it, it doesn't make any sense at all that they would force people to stay in their houses. If they thought there was some sort of epidemic, they'd be telling people just the opposite. Get out of your house and go outside. I've seen people not only wearing masks, right. but also having face shields over their masks. Okay. Now, like if having several masks on. What has this done to children? They're not allowed to go out to play. What's that done right, to children? And not only that, but they shut down their their uh, parks, their play equipment, and put giant yellow signs around them. If you play on this play equipment, you might be killed. What do you think that's going to do to kids? Telling kids, well, if you go to school, you're going to be killing your grandparents. You know, what does that do to children? Why aren't these people who do this sort of stuff arrested? So... We really have, in the past couple of years, greatly magnified a lot of the problems. People are being subjected to propaganda, and I think that's why they're wearing double masks. All aboard the Truth Express. 
You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today.